0: Today, Amen. I can feel the presence of the Lord, and I can tell that some of you are in desperate need of a miracle. I can feel it when some of you were praying down here, and, and so I'm excited because God has given me a word for you today. I am thankful my wife and baby are here. Uh, our baby is almost five months old, and... Being a dad is awesome. So my birthday's on June 22nd, and Father's Day was right before that, so I just, I get a good couple days of celebration, so I'm not complaining. Well, at this time, if we could just stand, I feel in the Holy Ghost. Last night as I was praying for this service God gave me a person's face and began to speak to me some things about that person. And I don't know who that is, but someone needs to be delivered today. And so we're going to experience a move of the Holy Ghost in just a few moments. And I want you to be sensitive to what God has for us. And so can we pray that God would just begin to sweep through this place. Can we do that right now? Father, I thank you for what we feel here. I thank you for the worship team ushering us into your presence. But Lord, I'm asking now that you would sweep through this place and open our hearts and our minds to receive something from you today. Father, we need revelation and understanding of what you will do. Father, we need you in this place. There's miracles that we need today, healing that we need today. I'm praying now in Jesus' name that we would loose faith into the atmosphere now for the miraculous, for great miracles, signs and wonders. I thank you Lord and I will give you all the glory and all the honor for everything you will do here. Anoint my lips and my mind that I might speak your word today in boldness and in truth, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just give the Lord some praise right now for what he's about to do in this place? Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Thank, you. Thank, you. Thank you, Jesus. If you can while you're standing, just turn to Philippians chapter 4, and I do want to just give honor to Pastor Sostrand for allowing us to be here. It's our honor and our privilege, and, and we don't take it lightly. How many were at youth camp? Any, anybody at youth camp? One, two, any, anyone else? Lift your hands if you were at a youth camp service. All right. right. We're. I, I was so excited. I'm on the youth committee, and... Uh, we keep getting reports of everything that's happening and i'm just excited for what god is doing in our youth in the ohio district and uh we have already heard today in this service The greatest miracle that could ever happen in this place is that someone would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the fact that we have a testimony that some of our young people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, that's the greatest miracle that can ever happen in someone's life. And so I encourage you to be lifted up in your faith today that God can do anything in your life today in philippians chapter 4 and verse 13 it says i can do all things through christ who strengthens me can we just say that together as a congregation i can do all things through christ who strengthens me amen you can put your bibles down i want to preach to you for just a brief moment this morning on this thought, the voice of exaggeration, the voice of exaggeration. Can we, you can be seated. I'm going to pray just one more time. And as, we, as I pray, I want you to just tell the Lord, Lord, speak to me. Father, I thank you for what you're about to do in this place. Anoint my mind that I might speak your word the way you would need me to. I pray revelation would go forth right now of your word. In the name of Jesus. Amen. People tend to exaggerate about all kinds of things. And some can be very small and inconsequential. But others can be very destructive and damaging. The, the definition of exaggeration, and this is just from Webster's Dictionary. It says a statement that represents something as better or worse than it really is. Michael Carson, a professor at the University of Denver School of Psychology, he wrote an article in the magazine Psychology Today and it was called Exaggeration Fuels conflict and in this article he gives a few reasons why people tend to exaggerate and I'm going to give you three reasons why we exaggerate uh, as people and uh, I will predicate it with this nobody has your spouse hasn't come up to me and told me things Uh, this is just what he uses these are his illustrations and so uh, don't be upset with your spouse or anyone else in your family. They're not leaking secrets, I promise. But the first reason people tend to exaggerate is because an accurate statement fails to elicit the response we think is appropriate to the occasion. In other words, we feel that the person isn't going to understand the severity of what is going on at that moment. and and the The thing that he uses, the illustration that the professor uses, he says this phrase: "You never think of me." And uh, my wife and I are not coffee drinkers, but I was trying to think of an illustration but and I growing up uh, in through Bible school, this actually happened to me, so I'm speaking from that uh, perspective but I was getting some Starbucks in the morning and as I was going to class, I got to class and one of my friends uh, saw the Starbucks in my hand and they said, why don't you ever think of me? And some of you might be saying that about your spouse, maybe they're busy running around town and, and they just they feel like they're hungry and and they're gonna get some food and they get home and you say honey we're, I'm a little hungry what are we gonna have for lunch or dinner and and then your spouse says oh I already ate and then the phrase you never think of me but the truth is they do think of you and the exaggeration is the never they would not have married you if they never thought Another phrase that he uses in this article, and I heard it a lot growing up, and I'm sure some of you did too. You always leave the lights on. Who's ever heard that? (laughs) Growing up, my dad would always go around turning off lights. You guys, who pays the electric bill? Turn the lights off. But the exaggeration there is always, we don't always leave it on but, but we tend to exaggerate because we're trying to make a statement and that if we just say why did you leave the lights on that statement's not severe enough. The second reason we tend to exaggerate is because we want to justify our emotions. If you are upset, you need to justify why you are upset. Or if you are happy, you want to justify why you are happy. And so we say things like, this is the greatest day of my life. How many's ever said that? Oh, some of you are lying. <laughs> if you got married, you might have said it. This is the best day of my life. If, You had a a brand new child. This is the greatest day of my life. If you win the lottery, well, you shouldn't be winning the lottery. (laughs) But we have to justify our emotions so we begin to exaggerate. And uh, one of the illustrations that the professor uses is uh, he he begins to say a, a couple and one one of the spouses get home from work and as they get home from work they begin to snap and snip at their family and and the person that snips and snaps at their family justifies their snipping and snapping because they say i had a hard day at work because they're trying to justify why they're upset and and for no reason they just have a short fuse when they get home The third reason people tend to exaggerate is it begins to activate confirmation bias because we desire to be right. Now, you don't have to admit it, but everybody desires to be right. Nobody likes to be proven wrong. Nobody likes to be wrong when uh, there's probably some of you that just like to argue because you want to be right. So we exaggerate situations to fit the way we feel. An example, these are actually my examples uh, because they're church examples. Brother Kramer's, it's actually Brother Kramer's example, but Brother Kramer tells the story of a couple that left his church. They had just went on vacation and they got back to his church uh, from their vacation and and after that service, he never saw them again, and he wondered why he, he he could not get a hold of them. He tried calling, and finally, after several weeks, I think he said, he just went to their house and, and said, hey, why aren't you coming to church anymore? And they said, pastor, you looked at us funny. You, you had judgment in your eyes. Basically, what Brother Kramer was saying is, they felt conviction because they were doing stuff on their vacation they shouldn't have done. And so when they came back to church uh, and pastor was just on the platform and he was just kind of looking out and they, he might've scanned right past them, not even directly looking at them, but they could feel the conviction in their heart. And they said, well, see, pastor looked at us funny. He must know what we did. And so they begin to make confirmation bias to to begin to uh, explain how they feel. And so this is what we tend to do and we exaggerate these things. I'm saying all of this and I promise it's going to get exciting here really quick. But I'm saying all of this is because this phrase here in my main scripture, I can do all things through Christ. Usually all would be an exaggeration but it is not an exaggeration to read the word of God that says I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me and what the devil wants you to try and understand and he wants you to get to understand is this that he wants you to believe that you can't do all things through Christ which strengthens you we can do anything if we have the power and the authority of the Lord. By the Holy Ghost, we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. It, it's not, uh, trying to make the statement more Accurate or severe by saying I can do all things. It's not to justify our emotions. Maybe someone got real excited and 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 they're telling somebody, hey, you know, you can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. It's not just pastor getting excited about the word of God that says that. Uh, it's the word of God and it's true. There's no exaggeration here. It's not a confirmation bias to say I can do all things through Christ. Uh, you're Emotions aren't lying to you when you say, I can do all things through Christ. Amen. Abraham knew that God could provide a sacrifice uh, when he had to. when God had asked him to sacrifice his son and that was his only promise from the Lord that was his promise from the Lord and when God had asked him I want you to give him back to me Abraham went to that Mount Moriah and he began to in that very motion of of taking his son's life and giving him as a sacrifice to the Lord God provided a sacrifice. Uh, Moses knew that God could make a leader out of a murder and a stutter and this is what the enemy wants you to understand and believe about yourself. Uh, You have weaknesses and you have failings uh, and he will try to get you to believe that you can't accomplish that in God because of your past. Uh, You can't do that uh, because of this situation. Maybe you are a stutterer. Maybe you are a murderer, Moses. Uh, You can't be a word for the Lord. You can't speak uh, and and set a, a nation free. The nation of Israel knew that God could make a way of escape from their enemy. And Gideon knew that God can use anyone. If you know who Gideon is, then you know that he said that he's the least of his family and his family's the least of all the tribes. I'm here to tell you today, the enemy wants you to believe that. But the truth is, God said you're a mighty man of valor. You are a mighty man or woman of God today. And you don't need to listen to the voice of exaggeration because Gideon he tried to he the the voice of exaggeration tried to get in him and he began to argue with the Lord Lord I'm not a mighty man of valor and he he had to set out these fleeces to to see if if it really was true what the Lord said but I I don't need a fleece pastor I just believe that the Lord if he said it uh, then that's what I'm going to believe about myself Uh, and you know what he said about me he said I can do all things uh, through Christ uh, which strengthens me Samson knew that God can restore strength Uh, Samson in his greatest failing he's the strongest man in the Old Testament in all, all probably all of history he was strong in the Holy Ghost, when the Holy Ghost would move on him, he would have supernatural strength. Uh, but he lost all his strength uh, because of his greatest failing in his life. Uh, but in that moment uh, that he was, his eyes were poked out uh, and they put him on, a, on a, a grinding mill and then they brought him before all to make fun and mock God. It was in that greatest failing that Samson said, Lord, I know I failed you, but if you would give me one more opportunity, I will give you glory with everything that I have. Uh, And so God restored his strength. Uh, I don't know who that's for this morning, but you might feel because of your failing, you can't be strong in the Holy Ghost. Uh, You can't lay hands on the sick. Uh, You might feel that you can't even pray for your own issues That you're dealing with. Uh, I'm here to tell you, you just need to get enough strength to say, Lord, forgive me for what I've done. Uh, Give me power in the Holy Ghost one more time to overcome my sin, to overcome my weakness, uh, and overcome my infirmity. God can help you overcome today. David knew that God can forgive all sin. It doesn't matter the severity of it, it doesn't matter how bad it is. David committed adultery and murder. And in the 51st Psalm, if you read it, that Psalm was written because of his failing. And he begins to tell the Lord, Blot out my transgression, forgive me. And then he begins to say this phrase Create in me a new heart, a clean heart that word there for create uh, it literally means that same word of creation in genesis chapter 1 it's it's the hebrew word bara and it means creation from nothing and what david was saying this evil heart uh, that's broken that's evil that has deceit in it that has murder in it that has adultery in it i want you to replace it with something brand new don't just put a bandaid over it just don't just don't fix it and mend it i want a brand new heart you can pray that type of prayer today if you're dealing with some sickness or infirmity or you're dealing with scars of sin you can you don't have to say lord would you just help me cover up this sin would you help me bandage Through this uh, you can say Lord create uh, in me today and he will bring something brand new to your life. Naaman knew that God is the only God that heals. Naaman, he wasn't even a Christian. He wasn't even a Hebrew. He he didn't have nothing to do with God. He didn't even believe in God. But he heard stories of a prophet that served this powerful God. And he said, well, bring that prophet to me. And the prophet told him, you need to dip seven times in the Jordan River. And when he went and he dipped, and I, I don't have time to explain that whole story, story but he dipped seven times in the Jordan and um, uh, someone that didn't even believe in God he was healed of his leprosy if you don't understand what that means uh, we as Christians can be so hard on ourselves and others uh, and we can say well I'm not healed because of this issue or and and I can't even pray because of this sin in my life Uh, I'm here to tell you if you need healing if you need restoration you just need To have faith in God for it, uh, and you need to speak the word in your life. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Hosea knew that God can love even when you leave Him. Much people don't preach about the prophet Hosea. Uh, the way god used prophets back then i'm glad he doesn't use them that way today but god had hosea marry a prostitute just to show the children of israel that there's nothing you can do that I won't buy you back. There's nothing you can do that I won't come back uh, and buy you and and you are my people and you are my children and I won't let you go. I won't let you be abandoned. Uh, And this is the love that God has for his people. I don't know if you're dealing with not feeling love today, but I'm here to tell you there's a God that said there's nothing you can do that he won't forgive you of. There's nothing you can do That he won't buy you back and purchase you. In the 91st Psalm. David pens these words. That God would deliver you out of the snare. Of the fowler. And if you look up the. The. The original text uh, in the Hebrew that word delivered really means to snatch or plunder you out uh, it, it's a very aggressive term which means that God will win the victory for you and he will plunder you out of the hand of the enemy when you win a victory you begin to take the spoils of war that's what Jesus will do for you he will win the battle for you you don't have the strength in of yourself uh, but Jesus does. Uh, he will win the fight for you he's already won it uh, by dying on a cross for your sins Uh, the devil wants you to believe his voice uh, of exaggeration that says your sins too great Uh, he wants you to believe that your marriage is gone too far gone he wants you to believe that your children will never be saved Uh, he wants you to believe that your sickness has gone too far the cancer has progressed too far whatever disease you might be dealing with uh, it's just a natural course of life uh, if you have arthritis uh, you don't have to just bow to your age uh, uh, this is one of the biggest things uh, that it hurts my feelings when people say that this just happens because of age or I'm too old and and so I I just I have arthritis in my body and it hurts and I'm in pain all the time I'm here to tell you you don't it's it's not about your age uh, it doesn't matter how Old you are, God can speak into your life and you can be healed at any age. It doesn't matter if it happened because of your old age, it doesn't matter if it happened because of some genetic disorder. I'm here to tell you, God can restore anything. Peter knew that God can help us walk on water. That's an impossible feat. Uh, and that sounds like an ex- exaggeration. If I, if one of my friends uh, came to me and said, hey, Brother Solomon, you're not gonna believe, well, they'd probably say Isaiah. They're not gonna, if they're my friend, they're not gonna say brother. They're probably just gonna say my name. But they're just gonna come up to me and, and they're gonna say, hey, God helped me walk on water today. We might look at that person kind of funny. We might be like, hey, what what's going on but the truth is the devil wants you to believe that the word of God is an exaggeration that some of the things that happen in here that's not true but I'm here to tell you Peter has a testimony that God helped him do the impossible you can do the impossible today Mary knew that Jesus rose again when she went to that tomb and the, the stone was removed. But John knew that Jesus is coming again these are not exaggerations as a christian it does not matter how we feel or what we think or if we're right it doesn't matter what matters is that the word of god said i can do all things through christ which strengthens me amen i had covid back in december my wife and i both had covid and she was pregnant and so there were a lot of fears and because of the stigma of the news and and what's said about COVID it it was a little scary and I've talked to several people that have had COVID that that had some severe symptoms they begin to express how they thought they were dying and and very well they probably were dying but that fear that creeped into our minds. I was laying there one, one night, I could, it was two in the morning, I could not fall asleep and all these crazy thoughts were just going through my mind, ungodly thoughts and, and I begin to call Brother Crowder, Felix Crowder and, and he said, let me pray with you and so we begin to pray for about 30 minutes uh, at two in the morning and as he began to pray for me i begin to feel a release in my mind Uh, i'm here today to tell you there's a voice of exaggeration that wants your soul there's a voice of exaggeration that wants to destroy you and too many times we find ourselves listening to it Uh, but your miracle is right here at the altar your Your victory is right here at the altar. Your marriage being restored is right here at the altar. Your children coming back to God. It's right here at the altar. It's not an exaggeration. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I'm almost done if the the musicians will come. Philippians 4. 13. It was prefaced with verse 11 and 12. It says this, not that I speak, speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am in to be content. I know how to be a base, and I know how to abound everywhere in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need I can do all things through Christ uh, which strengthens me this is Paul explaining to the church in Philippians uh, uh, in Philippi as he began to explain it doesn't matter if you're hungry it doesn't matter if you're down he's been down and he's been up Uh, he's been full he's been hungry it doesn't matter what you're feeling at the time I can do all things uh, through Christ uh, which strengthens me that's what Paul Paul he had been stoned Uh, he had been put in prison he had been beaten he had been left adrift at sea he had even died Uh, but he said I can do all things uh, through Christ uh, which strengthens me You need to stop listening to the voice of exaggeration in your life. The voice of exaggeration says that it's okay to miss church. The voice of exaggeration says that you will not make it. The voice of exaggeration says that you're not good enough. The voice of exaggeration says that you'll never be healed. The voice of exaggeration says, you'll never overcome that sin. In 1977, if we could stand, there was a study done on repetition and truth. And they came up with this phrase called the illusory truth effect. And in 2015, researchers, I don't know why it took so long for them to to find this out. But in 2015, researchers discovered familiarity can overpower rationality. And that repetition, or hearing it over and over again, can certain a certain fact that is wrong, if you continue to hear that fact that's wrong, It it will affect the hearer's belief. Researchers attributed this illusory truth effect impact On a participant who knew the correct answer to begin with but they were persuaded to believe otherwise through the repetition of a falsehood in other words if you hear it enough if you hear the lie enough you will begin to believe it the one thing that the devil is good at is he's persistent He will continue to press you with your failings. He will continue to press you with your weaknesses. And He knows that if He can tell you enough and you will hear Him, then you will begin to believe that I'm not a mighty man of valor. You'll begin to just believe that I'll never be healed. You'll begin to just believe that you'll never be strong enough to overcome that addiction. You'll never be over strong enough to overcome that sin in your life. He wants you to believe if He'll tell you enough your marriage is over, then He'll make you believe that your marriage is over. I'm here to tell you and remind you today that that's a lie. You don't have to listen to the voice of exaggeration because the voice of truth says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. The question that we need to answer, why do we listen to the voice of exaggeration? Why do we seem to listen to the voice of the enemy? And I'm about to read a scripture and it's very hard, but if you will receive it today, God will change your life. It's found in John chapter 8 verse 43. It says, why? This is Jesus speaking. Why do you not understand my speech? because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of the father, the devil, your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of It. Uh, The reason we listen to that voice uh, of exaggeration is because we have fallen to the voice uh, of the devil and we have become a hearer of what he has to say. He has to only speak uh, from his resource, uh, and his resource uh, is that he's a liar. He doesn't have power, he doesn't have strength, uh, he doesn't have peace, uh, he doesn't have anything, but he has lies. uh, And so we tend to hear his lies because they sound so good. They sound so sweet at times. But I'm telling you right now, it's time to listen to the voice of truth. It says this, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell you truth, you do not believe me, which you which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell you truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's word. Therefore you do not hear because you are not of God. When God showed me this scripture, I begin to get convicted in my heart uh, because I know some things in my life uh, right now that I've heard the voice of exaggeration and I talked to my wife about it uh, and and I I was convicted because I begin to say Lord I don't want to not hear your word I don't want to be of the devil I want to be of the truth I want to be of you and I begin to pray Lord forgive me for listening to that voice of exaggeration forgive me for listening and believing that voice here's the remedy in Psalm, I promise I'm almost done the remedy is this, Psalms 119 11, your word I have hidden in my heart uh, that I might uh, not sin against you Uh, when we say things uh, that are contradicting to the word of God, we are sinning against God, Uh, this is why as believers we must hide his word in our heart, Uh, it's so we don't sin against him, because here's the truth, uh, when the enemy comes and says, you're not going to be healed. You won't even pray about it. That's a sin against God. I don't want to sin against the Lord because of my lack of faith, because of my lack of knowledge of His Word. His Word. If you can't remember anything else uh, remember I can do all things uh, through Christ. Uh, When the devil says you'll never, you say I can do all. When the devil says you'll never overcome uh, I can do all things. When he says you'll never be restored, I can do all things. Uh, I'll never be healed. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. As long as there is breath in your lungs, you need to pray for healing. I don't care if you're on your deathbed, you need to pray for healing. If you know someone that's dying right at this very moment, you need to have faith to pray that God will restore them, that God will heal them. The devil says death, but God says life. If, we, if I could have everybody, if you physically can't come, I understand. I'll come to you. But if we can all come as closest to the front, we can. If you wanna practice social distance, that's fine. But if we can just come as close to the front as possible. God's about to do a miracle in your life. You're about to receive a word of truth today. You're about to be changed today. I can feel in the Holy Ghost some of you are so desperate for a word of the Lord. Some of you are so desperate for that miracle. Some of you are so desperate for a healing. I want to remind someone here. You might have come to this altar and think to yourself, Well, I don't have anything specific that I'm praying for. Let me remind you that in the in the New Testament there were people that came to Jesus. A centurion. He said, I need a miracle for someone else. I don't need the miracle, someone else needs it. And he spoke some great words of faith to Jesus. He said, Jesus, you don't need to come to my house. You just need to speak the word. You just need to speak a word of truth in my life. And it will affect someone else. You might have come here and you might feel like, well, this isn't for me. It might not be for you, but you can pray a prayer right now for someone that's not here. You can speak a word of faith today, and when you leave here, that word of faith, and you get to when you get home or you make that phone call, that phone call could be very well a miracle that took place because of your faith. The devil says bound, God said free. The devil says abandoned, but God says adopted. The devil says lost but God says found. The devil says sinner, and God says forgiven. The devil says depressed, but God says transformed by the renewing of your mind. The devil says fear, but God said safe. The devil says you are weak, but God said you are mighty. The devil said you are sick, but God said you are healed. Who are you going to believe today? This is what we're going to do. I'm going to pray the prayer of faith. But as we pray the, as I pray the prayer of faith, there's a couple things that we're going to do. We're going to first repent of all our sins. We don't want anything hindering what God wants to do. and We're going to do that in just a moment. But the second thing you need to do is you need to have faith. Faith says it's for me. What he's saying, it's for me. Look at someone right now and say, it's for me. Come on, I saw some of you, you did not do it. You need to look at someone and say, it's for me. me. You need a miracle, it's for me. I need healing, it's for me. My marriage isn't what it should be, it's for me. My children aren't saved, it's for me. That's faith, desire. The third thing you need is desire. Desire says that I'm not going to stop until I receive it. Until I feel that God has intervened. That's desire. And then we're going to worship God with everything we have. And we need focus. Focus says that you're not worried about what anybody else is saying you're not worried about where you're going to go after service you're not worried about work tomorrow or school or you're not worried about the issues at your home you're going to focus on the miracle and we're going to worship with everything we have let's pray some prayer of repentance and then we're going to i'm going to give you some more instruction and we're going to experience a move of the holy ghost right now can we just begin to pray everyone just repent in your own way Father, forgive me of all of my sin. Let nothing come before me and you right now. Lord, I don't want anything to hinder what you want to do in this place. Forgive me of all of my sin. Father, forgive me for those things that I've looked at that I shouldn't have looked at. Forgive me for saying those things I shouldn't have said. Lord, forgive me for watching those things I shouldn't have watched. For listening to that stuff I shouldn't have been listening to. Forgive me for thinking those thoughts I shouldn't have been thinking. Lord, forgive me of those things I don't even, I'm not even aware of. Lord, forgive me of all of my sin. Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me. Cover me with your blood. Come on, just tell them. Lord, forgive me. Cover me with the blood. Cover me with the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Lord, forgive me of all my sins. Thank you. Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I receive it. I receive it now. I receive your forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now that you have repented, there is no guilt, there is no shame. So if you're hearing that voice of guilt and shame, That says you don't deserve the healing. You don't deserve restoration. If you're hearing that, that's a voice of exaggeration. It's time to hear the voice of truth. You've asked for forgiveness of your sins. The the blood of Jesus washed it away. It's done. It's finished. It's in the past. I'm going to pray the prayer of faith and I want you to worship God. I want you to have... Focus. I want you to have faith. I want you to have desire. And we're going to worship with everything we have. Can we do that? Are you ready to receive your miracle? Come on. Is someone ready to receive your miracle? <laughs> Lift your hands right now. Lift your hands right now. By the authority of the word of God. In the power of the name of Jesus. I lose faith for miracles. I lose faith for healing. I lose faith right now for the miraculous. I lose faith right now in Jesus' name for people's family. I lose faith right now for their lost children. I lose faith right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, I lose faith right now into this man, into this woman. In Jesus' name, I lose faith. Into the atmosphere. In the name of Jesus. Let it be done. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Come on, worship him with everything that you have. That's it. Receive it. Receive your miracle. Receive your healing. Receive it. That's it.